0: Good morning, class. (laughs) Hi, I'm Keith Moore. Welcome to Faith School. Faith School is, I believe, we're directed of the Lord to have it so that our spirits can be fed and built up, our faith can grow stronger, and we can learn how to be the overcomers that God intended for us to be. You know, He has not chosen a bleak, sad life for you and me, He has chosen and ordained, whether we enjoy it or not, it belongs to us, a life of overcoming victory, a life of abundance, of good things, so that we can be a blessing. You know, it's not the more defeated you are that helps other people. I mean, the more blessed we are, the more we can be used of Him to help other people. And it's more blessed to give than to receive. So even if you're experiencing some difficulties or challenges today, this is the victory that overcomes the entire world, everything that's in it, even our faith. So come right on in and join us. We saved your seat again. Uh, Get your Bible. Get something to take notes. Get ready to receive answers because the Lord is good and faithful to give them in faith school. Let's pray for for the Utterance today. Father, in Jesus' name, all of us agree together as touching this. We ask you for the anointing of your Holy Spirit that teaches and enlightens uh, whatever correction or adjustment that we need to make, we ask for it. Anything that we've not seen or understood, we ask that you'd reveal it to us. Anything that you've shown us, but we let it slip and let it get away, please remind us. And we purpose. Not to be forgetful hearers, hearers only, but to be doers of what you give us and show us. And we thank you in advance for answering our prayers. Thank you for giving us help and direction. And we purpose to walk in the light of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, let's get our textbook out. And uh, we just got the one textbook here at faith school. <laughs> Easy, no, no big backpack that you have to lug around. And uh, the great thing about this, you never have to update it because it was perfect when it came out. And uh, in Hebrews the 11th chapter, verse 1, Hebrews 11, 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it by faith the elders obtained a good report. Um, they, the elders, and you see reading this whole chapter, are some of the elders that he's referring to. They got a good report card from God <laughs> for their faith. They're commended. And did you know? Uh, First Peter talks about this. That our, our faith uh, will be praised past this life by the Lord himself. If we walk in faith and we honor him and, and obey him in this life, he's going to praise and reward our faith. He, the scripture said it's more precious than gold. Well, uh, we see a... a Glimpse of that already with these men and women that have already lived and gone on uh, past this life. They've obtained a good report and they did it by their faith in God. Verse three, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Many continue to theorize and speculate about how the universe came into existence. And uh, there is uh, a lot of agreement about the Big Bang theory. And I don't doubt that there was a Big Bang when God said, Light be. But we have chosen to believe, chosen to accept the Word of God, that we do have a Creator. You know, all you'd have to do Is, uh, you know, just look at what's around you and begin. The the scripture says that God's eternal power, even his the mysteries of the Godhead are revealed in his creation. And uh, his his mighty power is understood by looking at the things that are made. And you can take any amount of explosive charge that you want to. And you can set it off uh, with the raw elements, the stones, the iron, the oil, the, all of the different things. And you can explode that mass of material. I don't care if you explode it 10 trillion times or how big the explosion is. Never, never, when the dust clears... Will there be a brand new Mercedes sitting there? (laughs) Never. And so for people to believe that the perfection that we see just came into existence through random chaos. That's not science. It's choosing to believe something. Well, something for which there is no evidence. Thank God we've chosen to believe something that actually makes sense. There is, all you got to do is look around at the creation. There is intelligence. Everywhere you look, there, there was, our, our human bodies, like the scripture said, they are fearfully and wonderfully made. They're amazing. What kind of intelligence it took to make these things. We should be in reverence of our great Father God. We should be in awe of Him. And one of the reasons why many people don't want to acknowledge Him is simply this. If they acknowledge Him that He is real, that He exists, what's the next step? If you acknowledge you owe your existence to Him, the very air that you breathe, the very energy that makes your heart beat to Him, the next logical step is I should check and see what He wants me to do. <laughs> Does He have a plan for my life? And that's where the rub comes in. Because people want to do their own thing, and they don't want to submit to God, and they don't want to inquire or follow His plan. And that's why people choose to believe there is no God, even though it doesn't make sense. They choose to believe that so they can maintain their independence of any oversight by a Creator, but when you find out the truth, He is a good Father, and He's got a good plan, and if you're smart, you will want to find out His plan, because it is so much better than anything you could have come up with. He's able to do, and willing to do, and faithful to do, exceeding, abundantly, above anything we've ever thought or asked, and it'll work according to the power that's in us. Can you say amen? Amen. Look with me again at verse 3. Through faith we understand the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Go with me, please to the book of Hebrews, we're already in Hebrews, the third chapter. Just back up a little bit to chapter 3 and verse 1. Chapter 3 and verse 1. It says, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. Now you'll find in the King James uh, the word profession, English word, is used for the same word that's translated confession. And whether it's confession or profession, uh, it, it can be from the Greek word that means to say the same thing, to acknowledge or to say. The same thing. And uh, uh, here we're told that Jesus is the apostle and high priest of what? Our confession. The Lord works with what we say. Now, this is a, a great truth that the enemy has tried to hide from the church. And the enemy, sadly, has convinced many, many people that what you say doesn't really matter all that much. Like we were saying uh, yesterday in class, people have the popular phrase, I'm just saying, implying that, yeah, I'm talking, my mouth is moving, but it doesn't mean anything. We are speaking spirits made in the image and likeness of God. That should not be true with us. In fact, Jesus warned us about using empty, non-working words that we'd have to give an account of them because the enemy can actually use some of these empty words. Our words are to be words filled and words that work, words that energize. And here we see a heaven-earth connection between our high priest and our word. Notice with me, just hold your place there in in Hebrews. And in Matthew 16, 19, Matthew 16, 19, the Lord said this, Matthew 16, 19, he said, I will give to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. How many think this is significant? The keys of the kingdom. And whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Here we see a heaven-earth connection, do we not? And here we see it has to do with binding and loosing. How do you do that? You do it with words. We are to rule and reign in life, Romans says. And how does a like a king rules and reigns in our own life? Now you don't have authority on everybody else over everybody else's life, but in your own life. Your words carry more weight in your own life than anyone else's. Now, I'm going to say this, a phrase you may think is too strong, but it's true. Your words carry more weight in your life than anyone else's words, including God's. And when you say that, people go, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Think about it just a moment. If he says that I have saved you and clean, made you clean in the blood of the Lamb, and I've, I've made you righteous, And if you say, no, I don't believe in Jesus, and I don't accept that, whose words are going to carry more weight in your life? Can you see what I'm talking about? This is only because, it's not because our words could be stronger than His, it's because He's given us a free will, and we can choose what words we say and do. That's why the word confession means literally saying the same thing. If we're smart, we will never contradict God with our words, but we will agree with His words. And if He says, you've been made righteous, then we say, I've been made righteous. If He says, you're forgiven, we say, I'm forgiven. If He says, you're clean, we say, I'm clean. We need to be exactly in sync with everything He has said about us, agreeing with it with our heart, And saying it with our mouth. Powerful thing. And you see. That. uh, uh, This happens. Between earth and heaven. This connection. Look at it again. Matthew 16 19. Whatever you. Shall bind. Where? Down here on earth. What will happen? It shall be bound. Where? There. In heaven. Well who's there? He's there. Our great high priest is there. And you remember what we just got through reading? He is the apostle and high priest of our confession. Of what we say. He works with what we say. When we agree with him and speak his words here on earth, it allows heaven to be connected with us. And our great high priest, we are in agreement with him. And so it is a, we we allow it, he allows it. We shut it down, he backs it up. And this is not us telling him what to do. This is us doing what he told us to do. Whose idea was this? This is not my idea. This is not your idea. Who told us to bind things on the earth? or to loose things on the earth, and that it would be backed. It would be confirmed in heaven. So many Christians have tried to leave everything up to the Lord. Well, Lord, it's just up to you. It's just up to you. And he's saying, no, bind that, and and I'll back you up. Loose that, and I'll back you up. You resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Did he say that or not? You resist the devil and he'll flee from you. And yet, we got millions of Christians praying and begging, please, God, make the devil leave me alone. He didn't say, Beg God to make the devil leave you alone. He told us to do something and he would support it. Hmm? We got to give him something to work with. And one of the key things that he works with are the words of our mouth. Let's look at Romans 10. At the new birth, Romans 10, this should be obvious to everyone. You'll get people sometimes that, uh, you know, they think they don't believe this. And they'll say, uh, no, that's just, y'all are just that, uh, those confession people. Those, uh, you know, blab it and grab it folks. But uh, yet, even though they may mock it, they believe the exact same thing. When it comes to the new birth. They're in a lot more agreement with us than they realize they are. (laughs) They just decided not to apply it any other place. Look in Romans the 10th chapter and the 8th verse. Of course, you gotta watch what you make fun of, because we've been reading scriptures, right? We've been, you know, whatever you bind will be bound. Who said that? Not Brother Keith. I didn't write that. (laughs) That was here a long time before any of us got here. The master said it. You got to watch what you make fun of or you'll be making fun of the words of the master himself. Romans 10 and 8. He says, what saith it? The word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart, the word of faith which we preach. Now, some people have taken word of faith and turned it into a a movement or a camp, but uh, it's not a movement and a camp. Faith is how God has always functioned from eternity past. It's how He's told us to live and walk. Words are the chief way He releases that faith and the principal way we're told to release faith. The word of faith, The spoken word of faith is in our heart and in our mouth. Verse nine, that if we do what? If we confess with our mouth. So just just so that everybody's crystal clear with your mouth. (laughs) This is not silent, mental anything. This is open your mouth and make sounds. With your mouth you confess the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. This is how men and women are born again. It doesn't get any more important than this. And the mouth is involved every time. Why? Because creative power is involved. And faith is involved, and spirit is involved, and God is involved. So the mouth is going to have to be involved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. With the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Can you see that faith is released when you speak and salvation is manifested in your spirit? It was there. It was available before you were born, but it's not manifested. It's not experienced until you do two things, not one, not one. You believe, but not just believe. You release that belief through the words of your mouth. You believe in your heart that Jesus is your Savior, that God's raised him from the dead, and, everybody say and, and, and. and. Am I reading the Bible here? And, and, what else do you do? With your mouth, you confess that faith. You confess Jesus' Lordship. And when you confess that with a heart full of faith, Power is released. Power is released. The confession is made unto salvation. There is this earth-heaven connection. When anybody on the planet, no matter how terrible you may have been, no matter how long uh, you've been in sin and rebellious against God, no matter how far down you've gone, you look up and you say, Father, I believe in you, and you really do have faith in your heart, and you you confess with your mouth, I confess and receive Jesus as Lord of my life. The moment you do that from a genuine faith in your heart, the Lord and Apostle and High Priest of our confession, who's at the right hand of Majesty on High, receives that word and, and, and agrees with you, and what you have loosed, you've loosed the new birth, on earth is loosed from heaven. Oh, come on, can you see this? And your apostle and high priest, the Spirit of God on the earth, makes that a reality, and power is released that changes your spirit from dead to a new creation and all things are passed away and all things have become new. It's the miracle of miracles. The new birth is a far greater miracle in some respects than any kind of healing or any kind of deliverance or financial provision. The new birth, you were lost You were a child of the devil. Now you're a child of God. Your name's in the Lamb's book of life. You're forever family with the creator of heaven and earth. How did it happen? We're talking about miracles. How do they happen? Two things. You believed in your heart and you spoke it with your mouth. Now, almost any, any believing Christian would agree with this. But then if we talk about believing in our heart and saying with our mouth for healing, they go, oh, no, 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 you can't do it. Well, what's the difference? It's a lesser miracle than we've already received. If we talk about believing in our heart and speaking with our mouth for our bills to get paid or for peace or for something to happen good in our family or our child's life, people balk and they go, oh, you just, that's just... Hocus pocus. You think you can just say something. Well, you thought you could just say Jesus is Lord and be born again. Mm-hmm. No. No. The scripture teaches us as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord. Colossians 2:6. Let's put it on the chalkboard, please. Colossians 2:6. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. We're told to walk by faith. How did we receive Christ Jesus the Lord? By faith. We believed in our heart. We confessed with our mouth. Well, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, what do you do? In the rest of your life, walk in Him the same way that you received Him. That's, that shouldn't be hard to believe. The same way we receive the miracle of the new birth is the way we can receive a miracle of healing. Same way we can receive a miracle of provision. Same way we can receive a miracle of protection. Because the Lord is not just high priest of our confession that Jesus is Lord of our life. He's also just high priest of our confession. That's what it said in Hebrew. It didn't just say confession of the new birth. It said he is the apostle and high priest of our confession of what we say. Let me read it again in uh, Matthew the, uh, where, we, where we read about uh, whatever you bind will be bound and whatever you loose will be loosed. The scripture says... That He he being the Apostle and High Priest works with our words. Many times people have bound up things they shouldn't have bound up. And He allows it. If you say, let's say you're going to school. We're in faith school here, but you're going to university. You're going to high school. And and you're saying, this this math is so hard. This, This calculus is so hard. This I I just can't get this. I can't get this. Well, Job said, you decree a thing, it shall be established to you. Proverbs says, life and death's in the power of the tongue. The moment you say, I can't, and you meant it, and you believed it, you bound something. You limited something. And if you're, if you're saying that and the Lord says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, then now you're at odds with his words. He, he can't you know, confirm your words in contradiction to his. He can't, he, so he just has to let you do what you're going to do. But the moment we agree with him, power comes into play. His kind of power. Oh, friends, it doesn't take any more breath to say, I can do this, than it did to say, I can't do this. <laughs> but what we're connecting with is two completely different spiritual forces. The enemy is the one who's telling us we can't do it. We can't make it. We're no good. We're a failure. We'll never amount to anything. Don't agree with the enemy. Don't give Him any place in our life because He can confirm such evil words. Let's agree with God. If He says, You're more than a conqueror, you say, I'm more than a conqueror. If He says, I'm an overcomer, I'm an overcomer. If He says, He always causes me to triumph, then He always causes me to try. Said out loud, I choose, his words. I choose his words. I speak his words. I speak his words. And they come to pass. And they come to pass. In my life. In my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well that's it for today. We'll see you next time in Faith School.